Hi, and welcome to another episode of Fitness and Friends. I am your humble host, Dr. Bob Ruano. Before I introduce today's guest, I wanted to remind everyone what this show is all about. We're not promoting a particular service or selling a, a, a product. We're telling stories, and these are stories that uh, are about our friends, our, our colleagues, uh, our neighbors, and their experiences with failures and setbacks, and how they respond and adapt to those and overcome them, and come out on the other side happier and more grateful for having been through them. Some even use these obstacles uh, as a springboard uh, to reassess their why and begin a new journey toward grander and more audacious goals. My guest today, Kayla Whitfield, is a perfect example who someone, when faced with uh, the uh, challenges of adversity due to the COVID shutdown uh, and forced to close this box for a duration of time, boxes, CrossFit speak for Jim, uh, and he decided to use that, uh, that time to pursue even a bigger vision, one that could affect uh, and have a massive impact on his clients, not only inside the gym, but also outside those four walls. So here to tell his journey with us and share it with us, Caleb Whitfield. What's happening, my friend? Bob. Thank you for joining us, the Innovative Action Solution Studios. <laughs> this place is legit. <laughs> That's very cool. Well, uh, again, appreciate you taking the time to come visit. And like I said, I, I saw a post that you, uh, that you made earlier in the year. And as I looked into it, I said, you know, Caleb's doing something, something different, something special here. And so I, I was uh, very excited to have you on the show. So uh, let's give everyone a little, little background on where you've come up from, okay, and uh, in, in including you know, your, uh, your your CrossFit gym and and then coaching because it seems like you you had always had a passion for coaching, yes. But maybe we've taken that into uh, an additional or uh, another direction with it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like we we talked about before we got on the show together, um, coaching for me has been really a lifelong pursuit. I, I started my first coaching gig was volunteering to coach some elementary school kids in basketball when I was in, I don't know, 10th grade in high school. Mm -hmm. um, proceeded doing some voluntary coaching uh, in the team sports realm. Always thought that I wanted to be a, a team sports coach, you know, so I went to college to get a history degree and I wanted to teach and coach mm -hmm. football, basketball, because those were my, my main two sports playing my whole life. And uh, as I was finishing college, found CrossFit, found fitness, had no more sports to play. So CrossFit for my fitness really scratched that itch, you know, the right. team environment, the competition, and uh, quickly realized that I could, I could pursue coaching in a, in a slightly different way. Maybe not the team sports, but coaching individuals with their fitness and their health. And so that took off. You know, I got started with CrossFit Gainesville in 2009 and, uh, you know, coached there for a while and then... Uh, when that ended, transitioned into my own coaching and owning a gym, 2015, uh, launched Lead Fitness, CrossFit Lead, and my coaching uh, journey just continued to evolve uh, from team sports to, to individual uh, or group fitness and mm -hmm. nutrition, and then that evolved more into individuals. You know, you go from coaching on the floor to then all of a sudden you're having much more of these in the office conversations with people, you know, right. oh, I can't reach my goals. What's what's going on? Mm -hmm. And it, you you quickly realize it becomes much more than just you know do more thrusters or count these right. macros. It's more about their lifestyle and their mindset and what's yeah. going on and the obstacles they're facing. Uh, each individual person's unique challenges that they have, and and so I was always curious about that stuff. Been drawn to 
to uh, to helping people set goals and achieve them because that's an important thing for me and drawn to the psychology of it and where I'm at now has just been a, a path you know I kind of talked to this uh, with you on the phone and and uh, it sounds a little bit cheesy but everything I've done coaching wise I feel has led kind of to this point of evolving beyond the team sports the small groups to the individual which is kind of where I'm at now is coaching the individual person that's pretty interesting because it, it is um, uh, pretty cool once in a while to look back and see how you know, sort of things progressed and almost uh, it, it was for a reason, uh, mm -hmm. you know, as you were developing. I, I know for me, you know, I played a lot of different sports growing up or I participated in a lot of different sports, but I wasn't a standout in any of them. But all along the way, they were laying the foundation for what I got into, you know, as I discovered CrossFit. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, it's good to have an, an appreciation of where you came. Yeah. So the the name of your gym, I'm just just curious. Lead Fitness, Lead CrossFit. Mm -hmm. What's uh, what's the story behind that? So twofold. Number one, uh, establishing a CrossFit affiliate and having to pick an exclusive name that isn't already taken over fifteen thousand gyms <laughs> is a very big challenge. Uh, so the fact that Lead wasn't taken blew my mind. But going back, uh, retracing a little, the whole coaching the whole coaching profession or the coaching pursuit that I've been drawn to also the, uh, one of the contributors to that is feeling this sense of being a leader and leadership my entire life and naturally fitting into roles on team group environments of taking charge and being a leader and going through a couple of uh, exercises. I'm sure you've heard of Simon Sinek's Start With Why book, Yeah, right? It's like his first one. He had an exercise after that that you could do where you go through this, uh, these uh, online modules, if you will, to establish really what your why is and come out the other side of it with a statement. So it's mm -hmm. like taking what's in his book, but then actually applying it for yourself and trying to come out with it. And leadership was, was part of that when I, when I came out the other side. And so always being drawn naturally uh, into the leadership role the word lead just resonated with me and it's something I wanted to include in what I did as part of my mission. And so finding out that CrossFit lead was available, it just all really kind of worked out in a nice, nice manner. And then pivoting over to lead fitness away from CrossFit lead was more of a, just a business decision and trying to create a brand that was uh, individual and not necessarily completely married to CrossFit. Right. No, that's, that's fantastic. Now, uh, prior to the shutdown, which we'll get to, mm -hmm. um, you guys acquired uh, uh, another local gym. Mm -hmm. So um, I, I imagine that kind of instantly, you know, increased the membership, but maybe increased the headaches. Uh, how was that? How was that transition? Uh, very challenging. Yeah. Very challenging, as you can imagine. Uh, tested a lot of leadership abilities. Exposed a lot of kinks in the armor, as far mm -hmm. as staffing and communication and you know every system our organization had was put to the test when we influxed or brought in basically twice as many people right so you know we were it was about a 70 percent influx of clients from what we had already had mm. so of course the revenue was great but mo money mo problems right as the <laughs> saying goes uh it was a big challenge just really to take one culture and then our culture and then try to blend them together and respect and acknowledge what 
culture they had and had created and the relationships that had been formed, but then stand firm to what our vision was and what our culture stood for. And it was not without its challenges, but ultimately it was a very good thing Mm -hmm. for everyone involved. And there were some people that didn't blend well with us and they tried us out and they moved on. And and, uh, I think... Uh, at the end of the day, you know, now that we can fast forward over a year into it, the people that are still with us are very happy. The people that moved on to other places uh, seem to be happy. Mm-hmm. And so it was a, a net positive, right. but it was probably, uh, take out the pro- probably, it was one of the hardest things I ever did professionally was trying to blend them too. We, we talked to the, the, a guest I had on last week or the week before that, <clears throat> you know, different gyms have different cultures yeah. and, uh, um, and different expectations. So yeah, I, I could see that, you know, on paper, yeah, let's, let's double our membership, but, um, uh, but you're going <laughs> to, you're going to pay for it. <laughs> so yeah. um, now COVID hits, this is March, April mm-hmm. of last year. Take me through that. This is, this is when, you know, decisions need to be made. Yeah, so yeah, everyone has their COVID story, mm-hmm. uh, and every business owner certainly has their COVID story. We were six months into the merger, so the dust was starting to settle, people really getting into the groove, COVID hits. We shut down with no indication of when we would ever open again or if we would ever open again. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're sitting there one week into it, nobody has any idea what's going to happen. Right. So we... Ultimately, we're closed for almost three months, and over that time, lost a lot of membership, um, which is expected. Part of that was the casualty of people not really getting solidly into the lead culture and family from the other gym, and others were just people being cautious, which totally is understandable, and not wanting to return to the gym. And so, when we reopened the doors, you know, membership was way down. And we had always been in a tough uh, leasing situation with where we were at in mm-hmm. that public shopping center. And, and so things were tight, and we really had to reevaluate how the business was being ran, uh, how it was going to be run moving forward, what that meant for staffing. And, uh, and yeah, and so for me, what has ultimately led to, to this point, I had been working in my mind on a personal brand right. before that happened, really before the merger, and then the merger took my attention okay and then before that even really ended COVID happened and so things that i was working on in the summer of 2019 the personal brand just got put on hold inevitably and we were coming out of the COVID lockdowns and i uh i just kind of that started popping back up in my head because my intention when opening the gym was never to do it for the rest of my life yeah i didn't really know what the exit strategy looked like or when it would happen but uh, I knew that it wasn't something that I wanted to do forever. And so I wanted to create a team of people in this brand that people that would continue on in my absence. Yeah, I mean, I, I figured this is something that had been brewing for some time. And um, you know, we talked a little earlier, sometimes um, you know, we can get comfortable. And when we get comfortable, we no longer want to kind of take risk. And so, uh, you know, looking at the situation, it sounds like that puts you, uh, you know, almost in a perfect situation to pull the trigger yeah. on, you know, something that has been inside of you for a long time. Yeah. So when did uh, it, uh, the, uh, the human potential coaching come, uh, come across your radar? So that came across my radar because uh, my older half-brother is a professional coach as well in, in, the, oh, in the professional uh, realm or arena or whatever. 
he works in human resources for the state of Oregon Department of Transportation, and so he does leadership coaching for everyone underneath him. Mm-hmm. He went through a similar program. The program I'm enrolled in right now is called the Human Potential Institute, and I love the term human potential coaching. Mm-hmm. It's just another word for life coaching or performance coach or personal coach. There's mm-hmm. a lot of ways. Life coach is easy to use because most people kind of understand what that is. Right. Uh, and so he told me about his program, and then he also told me about this one he had heard about called the Human Potential Institute. I looked it up. Uh, Dave Asprey is one of the creators of it's it, the, the Bulletproof, Bulletproof guy. guy. Right, yeah, right. yeah. And so you know, the health and wellness component really resonated with me, and I started looking into it, and I was like, wow, this is, mm-hmm. this is really kind of right up my alley. This, yeah. is, this is something that can allow me to have the skill set to really go from that coaching a group fitness class to – coaching an individual human being right you know um talking about you know becoming a coach for something other than like you said thrusters and macros um it's just like learning a piano you know you you might be able to you know go uh get an app online and and try to learn to play but if you want to speed up that process because let's be honest we have a very limited amount of time Mm -hmm. so if you want to do anything you know you're only going to behoove yourself by getting a coach. I remember, mm-hmm. you know, same thing with doing muscle-ups. Um, yeah, I can wing it for a long time, but if somebody gives me, you know, the right cues and direction, I can get a lot faster and then I can get on with it. So, um, yeah, it sounds like what, what you've got to do. How long is that, that, that program? Uh, it ends at the end of this year. It's nine months long. Okay. So you've been grinding at it. And now you've taken um, with your clients, and part of this program, I think you mentioned that, that I looked up, that four different pillars that you walk your mm-hmm. clients through. Uh, can you describe some of those? Yeah, so the main four pillars of the human potential coaching are the health and wellness, performance, uh, talent development, and personal growth. And so when I'm working with someone individually, number one, we're creating a partnership. And my objective is not to give them ad- my advice or tell them what to do. It's really exploring what it is they want to achieve and then being their partner and kind of walking that path with them, helping them figure it out for themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, because as, as you've probably often found, you give someone a piece of advice about taking care of their body, they might go in one ear out the other. Mm-hmm. Or they're like, oh, cool, and they go do it, and then they quit after a short period of time. Right. But if you can help them really understand or come to the conclusion themselves that this is beneficial for them, it kind of opens their eyes more, and then they're able to implement that as a more lasting change. Mm-hmm. And so that's the objective with this coaching is to, to meet people with where they're at, no matter what their goal or objective is, and then help them find the solution on their own, which I believe everyone has within them. You're the, you're the expert on Bob Urano and I'm mm-hmm. the expert on Caleb Whitfield. Yeah. But sometimes you need that, that partner, that ally to help you explore what, what the answer is. Yeah. Uh, in, in one of those pillars you mentioned, the uh, talent development, mm-hmm. um, I, that's, that's very interesting to me. And, um, you know, this is a, this is a topic that's I've really kind of delved into the last several years and, you know, personal development. I mean, that's the only kind of books I read these days. And, and, and you mentioned that, like, we all have some unique ability, mm-hmm. and, uh, but we don't, fu- we don't think it's all that special. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I, I don't know where I read this, but if you ask, you know, a handful of friends or people around you, say, well, you know, you think I have any kind of unique skill or, or ability or talent? And uh, it'll tell you. It's, it's very obvious. I know, like, yeah. when I was growing up, um, I, you know, and I just figured this is 
something my grandmother would say, oh, you need to be on TV, or um, and as I got a little older, oh, you need to get in sales. These are very extroverted things. I am an introvert. I, I might be an extroverted introvert, but I'm an introvert at heart. Uh, and so none of that sounded very appealing. Um, but, um, <laughs> Well, here I am today. It's, this is part of that. And the reason it didn't sound appealing is because I was scared. It's fear. Mm -hmm. um, and so taking on that fear or saying that, you know, that fear is not going to kill me if I go on and do this, um, it makes you take that first step. Uh, so when you're dealing with your clients, what, what do you find their sort of biggest obstacle is that you have to overcome initially? Well, Bob, we're essentially on TV right now. I feel like we've made it. This is, uh, <laughs> this is quite the production, man. So you can tell that's, that's your grandma right. or whoever that, that you're I here. Made you made it. You're acting on television right now. Uh, you know, for a lot of my clients, it is the self-limiting beliefs. And it's, it's them getting in their own way. And we do it to ourselves all the time. I do it to myself. So personal story for me real quick was a couple of months ago when I first started getting into this coaching uh, which I highly value, like you just mentioned. It's the fastest way to get to where you want to want to yeah. go is, is to get that that coach. And I always had gym owner mentors, yeah. which really they were mentoring me as a person, not necessarily how to run my gym. So when I got into you know, more of my own personal coaching, getting a coach for myself earlier in the year, one of the things I struggled with was the imposter syndrome, which is very common oh, with yeah. a lot of people. It shows up in a lot of different ways, but it's really it's the inner critic that everyone listens to that tells them they're not smart enough, they're not good enough, they're not talented enough, they don't have what it takes to do whatever it is they want to do in their career they're in right now or pursuing their dream job. Mm -hmm. And so that was a hurdle that I had to get over myself as far as coaching goes, was really silencing all of the the, the critic inside of me. And uh, I don't know if cursing is allowed on this show, so I won't, but the, <laughs> the, the BS you tell yourself yeah about why you aren't, can't, and won't do the things that you're passionate about or that you really want to do. And so I, I had always struggled a little with the imposter syndrome of being a professional coach. Right. You know, why would anyone want to listen to me? You know, th that type of thing. And so I went through some activities and some coaching, and I really overcame that hurdle. And, and, a, and a lot of what I do with my clients and overcoming their self-limiting beliefs was you know, directly related to me being able to overcome some of mine. And uh, seeing the firsthand power of, of it working with me mm -hmm. and, and then turning around and implementing that with them and helping them overcome their beliefs. That's, that's the biggest thing. It's, it's people are afraid because they don't believe in themselves. And they don't believe in themselves because they're constantly, you know, they have this story in their head that they aren't good enough or they can't achieve what they want to. And that's just crap. <coughs> when it's true. <laughs> and we, we all deal with it. Uh, you know, my wife will tell you that, um, I have this, you know, that, that imposter syndrome. That is, I mean, it affects all of us. You know? Everybody has. If you're if you're watching and you don't think you have it, you're lying. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, you know, it, I can relate it to like CrossFit. You know, I've had some success in CrossFit, yet I feel like um, I don't really deserve to mm -hmm. be there. I've kind of lucked in. I've kind of, you know, I, I know I see her shaking her head over here. But it's because of that. Well, um, I don't have children, but I've heard newer parents say that as well, feeling like, you know, I, I don't have what it takes to, yeah. you know, be a parent. I, I, what am I doing? I'm doing everything wrong. And it's, mm -hmm. it's, that's the inner critic. It's just, it can really be a, a negative force that holds you back and keeps you down. Yeah. Or you can make it work for you, the voice inside, and you can help it push you forward and excel you to, to greater things. The one thing that I found for me um, recently that, um, 
that helps quiet that. Cause it, it, I don't know if it'll always be that inner critic will always be there, but one way that I help to quiet that is to think about the things that I'm grateful for. Mm. So if it, you know, if we're talking about CrossFit, then um, you know that I will quiet that that negative talk with, you know, well, you get to do this. You have the ability, the physical abilities, the use of your legs and your arms to do this. Be grateful for that, um, because you know one bad accident, and that's not the case anymore. So, um, yeah, quieting it with you know being grateful for you know a lot of different aspects in your life have helped me to some extent with that. But it is uh, it's it's ongoing for sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You know, the the average person has over six thousand thoughts a day go through their head, mm -hmm. and not all of those are great, and not yeah. all of those are positive. And yeah. you have the power to choose which ones you're going to latch onto and believe in and which ones you're just going to go let go by. You know, my, my coach, uh, one of my coaches, Mark England, he, he does the story work training that I'm in. And he says, your thoughts are like a buffet. You don't have to take every single thing off the buffet and put it on your plate. Mm. You can just look and see, you know, and mm. pick which one's going to work for you. So I think that's very powerful because you choosing to be grateful and focus on the things that, uh, you know, the, the opportunities in front of you and what you have and not not spend your time focusing on what you don't have uh, or the negative right. really uh, f really fuels your success in a lot of ways when you're going into workouts and you have that positive mindset yeah uh, you know and, and that's a you know conversation for another time we talked about how you approached your your qualification workouts and how that all related yeah. and, and you did phenomenally well when you're going back to the games and you know you a large part of that is because you walked in that room in a really great headspace. Sure, sure. You know, uh, you know uh, on that last day, Sunday, <clears throat> uh, had a, kind of a bad headspace, actually. <laughs> and uh, there was a young lady there who was doing the, the online qualifier as well. Uh, and just, you know, a 15-year-old, just an amazing attitude, very stoic. Uh, I've trained with her uh, on occasion. Mm -hmm. And you see no emotion out of her. And when she finished that very last rep, on the overhead squat box jump over she's she broke down in tears of joy and and that was it that was enough for me to say what am i what am i complaining about you know i'm tired so what um and that really helped me kind of finish off the open in uh in a, in a big way so but it is it's perception yeah it's perception um so you have goals with your clients mm -hmm. and, and it sounds like you get a lot of out of that Right, helping them to achieve those oh, and seeing it. how you affect their lives. Yeah. Um, what are the goals for you? With uh, the human potential coaching? Yeah. Well, ultimately, I would like to have a roster. Uh, ultimately, I will have a roster of a dozen or so clients that I work intimately one-on-one -on -one with. Uh, we meet on a regular basis, weekly or bi-weekly, uh, and we dive into whatever obstacles or issues that they bring to the table. And and I'm their partner and ally to help them achieve whatever it is, whether it's related to their health and wellness, their personal life, their career, no matter what uh, the, the objective is, uh, working with them on that. And so that's that's the overall goal of what I'm going to do is, is have that small roster of people that I can make a very, very large impact on. Mm -hmm. And then as the, I, they outgrow my services, you know, bring in, bring in some more. Mm -hmm. And then secondary to that, I, I want to pursue here soon uh, combining the, the story work training that I'm growing through and that I've learned uh, with nutrition coaching and fitness coaching and helping people approach it from more of a get your lifestyle right and your mind right uh, 
to unlock your potential with your training and your mm. you know, nutrition versus just go do these exercises or just eat these foods. Yeah, so I think, I think that's amazing. Just, just approaching a, a problem that a lot of people have, you know, I want to lose weight, I want to be stronger or whatever from just a different, yeah. different angle. There's a lot of psychology behind it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think, yeah, yeah, losing weight or wanting to be, uh, you know, that is sort of the external of it, but there's motivations behind that. Yeah. And uh, it's, it sounds like that's a big part of what you try to do is figure out what those motivations are and, um, and yeah, just kind of create an environment where they can believe in themselves. Yeah, well, in the weight loss thing, like most everyone knows what's good for them to eat and what isn't. That's yeah. not the problem. It's not a knowledge <laughs> gap out there, right? It's like if you eat enough Twinkies, it's an execution gonna, issue. Yeah, it's it's being accountable and it's you know it's the execution and, and identifying the the things that do trip them up and and overcoming those. And a lot of time, it's just it's clearing this thing out and getting real precise on. Um, uh, what it is that they want to achieve and creating a lifestyle and habits that are conducive to it. Mm-hmm. Man, we could, we could go uh, yeah. all day on this stuff because this, uh, this is my wheelhouse. I love this. Yeah. I have so much interest uh, in doing so. I think so he's I'm, inviting me back for another uh, podcast well, down the road, guys. Well, I, I, I think so. I mean, you know, <laughs> it, 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 mindset is everything for sure. So let's, um, I've got two final questions yes. for you here. Okay. So and I think I might know the answer to this one. If not, I'm going to give you the answer. So can you think back a time in your life where maybe you've run into these these roadblocks or obstacles uh, or even failures and now in hindsight you look back and say you know what this is actually a blessing in disguise because now I'm on to bigger and better things well to answer that question one way all failures are a blessing because they're learning opportunities Mm -hmm. and the talent code is a book that everyone should read which is about that topic about having to fail and struggle to learn and improve. But I got cut from the basketball team in ninth grade. That was a big moment for me. Hmm. And I went on to walk on to a collegiate basketball team. So that definitely spurred my motivation to get better at basketball. Yeah. Uh, leaving CrossFit Gainesville and starting my own gym. And then COVID. Those would probably be the, the big three big life shifts that forced me to pivot. Well, that's, uh, you know, when I saw you getting into this, this new venture, that's the first thing I thought of. I was like, that's it. Uh, it. You know, being forced back against the wall and then really kind of bringing out what you've had developing in you all along. I think it's amazing. I love the analogy of burn the ships. You familiar with that no. one? So Viking warriors or whoever back in the day pull up to shore to fight a war, the captains would burn all the boats behind them so they couldn't get on the boats and retreat they had to go fight and win or else they died burn the boats <laughs> burn the boats <laughs> okay uh, oh final question if you could pick one exercise to do for the rest of your life and only one what would it be uh so the first thing that popped in my head was just walking mm-hmm. but you know if i'm going to be the the fitness coach in me uh, it's going to be total body then it would have to be a like dumbbell squat clean thruster. Ooh, I got to get cluster bending, out. squatting, pushing, and pulling <laughs> all in one movement, right? I like that. I, you know, I had thruster, but a cluster is just next level up. See, that's why you're the coach. I want the most bang for my buck. Thank you very much for joining thank us you, today. Thank you, Bob. This was a, a pleasure. And thank you for tuning in. Um, I hope you enjoyed that. If you did, give us a like, a share, subscribe on YouTube, whatever you want to do. Um, but I want to leave you with this. If you feel like you have something still within you uh, that has yet to be discovered. I want you to do this for me. Turn off the phone, go outside for a walk. 
And I want you to think about two things on this walk. Number one, what do you want to be? What do you want to do? And number two, how do you want to be remembered? Then when you get home, just write down a couple of bullets uh, of what you can do to make that all come to be. Because there is a hidden talent, a hidden skill in you that needs to come out. The world needs it. Uh, to borrow a quote, or a tweet rather, from Naval Ravikant, no one can compete with you on being you. Have a great week.